This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. If you or someone you know is eligible for Medicare, are you getting the most out of it while paying the least? We'll talk to an expert who cuts through the confusion about this vital program. There's been some big changes in Medicare itself, but with all these different kinds of plans, it's created a level of complexity that didn't exist before. Then, when it comes to genetically modified foods, there's a lot of controversy. We'll hear from a journalist about both sides of the debate. Most of everything out there about GMOs is too complicated. And as some of the GMO proponents say, you know, why do we have to explain this to mothers and regular people? They should just trust us. Those two stories and more are straight ahead on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Don't go away. Our show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Medicare is a vital lifeline for millions of Americans. But is everyone getting their fair share of the coverage at the lowest cost? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to an expert for the facts you need. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Philip Moeller. He's the author of Get What's Yours for Medicare, Maximize Your Coverage, Minimize Your Costs. Didn't Medicare used to be a fairly straightforward government program not that long ago? You signed up when you turned 65, and the decisions beyond that were relatively few. But what happened that that is no longer the case? A lot of things have happened. You're right. It used to be that when people turned 65, they retired from their jobs. They signed up for Social Security at 65, and they started Medicare. That tight linkage has pretty much gone away because people often don't retire now when they turn 65. They keep working. And people often don't take Social Security at 65. In many cases, they wait several years and end up taking it at 70. And under the rules of Medicare, if you have employer insurance, you don't have to sign up for Medicare when you turn 65. So this is not an automatic process the way it used to be a number of years ago. At the same time, there's been some big changes in Medicare itself. We started the Part D drug plan less than 15 years ago, and the plans have been in the marketplace for only about 10 years. There was no drug insurance prior to that. The same law that gave us Part D plans also created sort of a new landscape that gave rise to what are called Medicare Advantage plans. These are private insurance plans that offer many of the same coverages that you get with Medicare. And they have become very, very popular, and now roughly a third of all Medicare plans are Medicare Advantage plans. So that's been a tremendous change. But with the existence of all these different kinds of plans, different sign-up periods, in some cases slightly different coverage rules depending on the plan you have, it's created a level of complexity that didn't exist before. In your book, you write about three really important things that people need to get right when they sign up for Medicare. And let's just as quickly as we can touch on all three of those. The first is enrolling at the right time. Why is that so critical? If you do not enroll at the right time, meaning you're late, you can have lifetime financial penalties, and you might even be without coverage for a while. So enrolling in Medicare at the right time is crucial. In terms of complexity, there's not one enrollment period. There's a whole bunch of enrollment periods depending on your circumstances. Even though you don't want to miss enrolling in Medicare, 
you may not need Medicare at 65 if you continue to have employer group coverage. So you need to understand whether you need to enroll, and then if you do, what is the proper enrollment period for you? The second piece you need to get right is what kind of Medicare coverage is best for you? There are two basic pathways here. The traditional pathway is original Medicare, which is Part A for hospital and Part B for doctors and outpatient expenses. You probably need a Part D drug plan with that. And many people get what's called a Medigap or Medicare supplement plan that covers some of the holes that aren't covered by basic Medicare. So that's one pathway. The second pathway is to get a Medicare Advantage plan, most of which come with a drug plan bundled in. So a Medicare Advantage plan has a lot of ease of use benefits that make it easier for people to track because you're only dealing with a single insurance company for basically all your Medicare needs. There are some restrictions in some Medicare Advantage plans, however, that people need to be aware of. So I urge people to do their homework regardless of which of these paths they're on. But those are the basic two paths. The third thing is now that you've gone to the trouble of getting the Medicare coverage that works for you, you got to make sure you use the coverage. <laughs> you have to understand the products, what it covers, what it doesn't, and make sure that you take advantage of Medicare because Medicare is a pretty terrific and in many cases very comprehensive insurance program that really can help seniors live much healthier lives. And in effect, if they do it smart, they can end up paying less for better coverage. As part of that, they should really take advantage of the annual open enrollment period for Medicare, which runs every year from October 15th through December 7th. Open enrollment gives people a really nice opportunity for what I call a do-over every year, and people should take advantage of that. They should look at their coverage. They get a notice from their insurers every fall of how their coverage is going to change the following year. They should look at those changes, and they should consider getting better Medicare coverage because they can do so with very few negative consequences. Our guest on InfoTrack is Philip Moeller. He's the author of Get What's Yours for Medicare, Maximize Your Coverage, Minimize Your Costs, and we're discussing the complexities of the Medicare program for people who are approaching retirement. Phil, what do you think the biggest misconceptions are about Medicare for people who are approaching retirement age and maybe aren't that knowledgeable about it yet? I think the biggest misconception is that it's somehow going to be sort of an automatic sign-up that you'll leave work in the next day some miracle will deliver a Medicare policy on your doorstep. People who have been used to having employer insurance for a number of years often can be surprised at the decisions they have to make on their own when they're moving into Medicare. So I urge people, don't wait till you're 64 and 10 months old. If you're going to retire at 65, give yourself a lot of time to think about the kind of health care coverage you're going to need when you're on Medicare. If you know you're going to leave work and retire at the age of 65, when you turn 64, you should be paying some serious attention to your Medicare needs. Now, you're one of the most knowledgeable people in the country on this topic of Medicare. If you were given the power to change anything about the program to make it more efficient, maybe more user-friendly for seniors, what changes would you recommend? You're talking to a writer and a communicator. Medicare spends almost no money on communicating the program to the public it's supposed to serve. Most of the consumer-facing communications that come out of Medicare come from the private insurance companies that, in effect, are incented to want to sell policies to people. So if I could do one single thing, it would be 
to develop a much stronger set of consumer-oriented communications that included workplace modules before people retired that helped explain Medicare to people and gave them a better foundation for making informed decisions. Healthcare is complicated. This is one-sixth of the entire economy. You're not going to have a few broad brush strokes that are going to make that easy and clear to people. So I think the best thing to do is to do a much better job of communicating the reality of Medicare and healthcare to people so that they can make informed decisions. And in terms of the financial footing of Medicare, it's rather grim, isn't it? They're all grim to me. (laughs) For someone who spends their time looking at senior entitlement, we're in a world of hurt in terms of not only Social Security, but also health care. There are two aspects of Medicare to look at real quickly. Your payroll taxes that you pay for Medicare go only towards the Part A or hospital insurance component of Medicare. And that trust fund almost ran out of money this year. And there was a Band-Aid approach that extended his life a little bit. But we need to shore up the hospital fund in its own right so it can be self-sustaining. More importantly, though, the rest of Medicare runs at an enormous deficit every year. It's not funded. It's not covered by payments by consumers. And so every year, in effect, taxpayers are on the hook for roughly a third of a trillion dollars in Medicare expenses that don't get paid for. Now, you may think or I may think that this is a good use of public money, but we haven't gotten that way in any kind of conscious debate. We backed our way into a situation where we have an enormous annual deficit in Medicare health spending. We have a big deficit in Medicaid. It's going to get a lot bigger with rising numbers of older Americans who are retiring. And we need to develop substantial additional programs to figure out how to deal with those deficits. I don't mean more regulation or more Medicare, but we have to figure out how we're going to pay for this. Philip Muller, the author of Get What's Yours for Medicare, Maximize Your Coverage, Minimize Your Costs. Phil, do you have a website? I do. The books are on a website at getwhatsyours.org, which provides background material on both the Medicare book and on our Social Security book. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, how much do you know about GMOs? We examine this food fight coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.